And then it struck me that all these big brands whose products I buy on a regular basis, when I looked at the women that they were using in their ads, I then realized that there was an even bigger disconnect because they I wasn't represented. I'm looking at people that are in their 20s. I can call them, I, I, because I'm a science fiction fan too, I call them mutants because, you know, they're 10 feet tall with legs up to my forehead, right? I mean, how many people really look like that? It's only a certain percentage of people that are these type of models. And I said, where's the everyday woman? Where is she? Where's the woman in midlife? Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Let's talk about busting through our limitations. Specifically, the limitations we put on ourselves when we say, I'm too old. Do you ever catch yourself saying or thinking, I'm too old? (laughs) If not, I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that you're just not paying attention. It can be sneaky. It's not always in the form of saying or thinking, I'm too old. It can be something as simple as saying, "Ah, I'm having a senior moment. I do it all the time. You know, when I can't think of a word or I've misplaced my phone for the millionth time. It can show up when you're shopping for clothes and you see something you like, but you think "Ah, it looks too young or inappropriate for your age. It's one of my favorite terms. You also might limit your physical activity because you're afraid to fall or injure yourself. You might want to start a business or write a book and think it's too late. And I'm here to say the only thing stopping you is you. Woo, talk about a throwdown right at the top of the podcast. Seriously, though, ageism is real. It's all around us in advertising, movies, the conversations we take part in. Listen for it. Listen to the people around you. Notice when they say something like, oh, she looks great for her age. Or she really shouldn't be wearing that at her age. (laughs) Yeah, those are classics, right? I am so excited to introduce you to Gail Gensler. Gail is 60 years old and still in beast mode. (laughs) What is beast mode, you may be asking? Well, Gail's favorite workout, even with an arthritic shoulder, is boxing. For Gail, it's all about mindset. Her goal as she enters her 60s is to inspire women her age to dress, act, feel, and exercise the way they want. Gail has been in the automotive industry for over 30 years, but in the past year and a half, she's reinvented herself as a pro-aging fitness enthusiast and lifestyle influencer on a mission to break down the barriers of institutional ageism. You see, she got tired of seeing advertising that always seemed to showcase impossible standards of youth and beauty and decided to do something about it. I can't wait for you to meet her. So without further ado, here's Gail Gensler. Let's go. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for being with me. Hello, and thank you for inviting me. It is an absolute pleasure to be gazing at your beautiful face and speaking with you live. Thank you. I'm excited, too. It's so funny because we, you know, we met in Clubhouse. And so for a long time there, you were a disembodied voice meeting up in the second act sisters with Jack, which was, which was a surprise. I had no idea you were going to be on there. It was the first time that the time allowed me to participate in a second act sister clubhouse. And I was so excited and there you are. So it was, it was, it was fun. That was a great environment. I love the space. It was, and she's such a great clubhouse host because that is a talent in and of itself. 
It sure is. It sure is. I've, I actually host some rooms in Clubhouse and I've learned a lot from Jack. I stole a lot from Jack, let's just say. <laughs> so we'll give a big old moderator. shout out to Jack Perez. Everybody go check out Cool Life and that's spelled K-U-E-L. And Gail happens to be one of the experts for Cool Life, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, I had found Jack within the midlife space and got in touch with her and I contribute to the Cool Life digital platform on a monthly basis. And it's a wonderful experience to find, like you and I found each other, to find like-minded women in the midlife space, even though our lives are not similar whatsoever, we're sharing a pro-aging mindset and we're sharing just having a great time in this next chapter of our lives. Who knew? Who knew, right? I mean, it's amazing this world we're living in, right? Meeting people across the globe with, with similar interests and completely different lives. And it's just amazing. It's a very unexpected experience for me. And had I not considered entering this space for purposes of my own, obviously, this was a bonus. I never expected to meet so many wonderful, like-minded people. The majority are women, obviously. There's a few wonderful men out there too, but the majority are women. And I never expected that. I, I just, the people that I've met, and I've actually had the pleasure of meeting some people in person. They've been, they came to Miami, like Jack came uh, to attend an event of mine here in Miami. And another friend, Elise Briscoe, uh, was in Florida and she came to rescheduled her visit to coincide with another event I was producing and meeting these people face to face. You know, you can talk on the phone all you want, but the magic is in meeting in person. But even, even having people that I correspond with on Instagram that are in Australia, they're in New Zealand, they're, they're in faraway places on the globe. And yet, as you said, we have the same exact pro-aging mindset. It's wondrous. It really is. Yeah. The, the longer, now that I've been doing the podcast for a year, you know, I started off thinking about the whole idea of, of uh, midlife reinvention, of, of, of getting in touch with what you want in midlife and then figuring out where you're going to go from there. And as I've been talking to people over time, I'm really starting to realize how, how much of a mind shift we all need when it comes to what we think about what it means to age and how I, I get so excited meeting people like you and like Jack and seeing that I'm not alone in, in, in thinking about this and, and, and feeling so jacked up about it. I'll just say I am jacked up to say, let's, let's rethink this. Let's, let's not think that, you know, you hit 50 and it's all downhill from there. Cause it's not. So, and you and I, you and I touched on this conversation prior to having this discussion. I'm, I'm, well, I'm very unique, but particularly in this particular uh, vein that we're discussing right now, I never thought about it. It was not something that I consciously had to shift my mindset around. I'm just doing me. It's the same gale that I've always been. It's just the, the next decade, the next chapter, the next iteration. And what else can I do? I've never stopped being me and doing me because that's just who I am. Uh, my sister-in-law always said like, you never look back, you always look forward. And that's what I love about you. And I do, I just keep on moving forward, looking forward. And it was never that I felt a certain way. And then I didn't like the way I was feeling. No, I've just always felt the same way. I've always been super optimistic, super positive about moving forward in the future and just keep on doing all the things that I love, knowing inherently that it's just all going to work out because why wouldn't it work out? Why wouldn't it work out when you have, when you, when you're shrouded in positivity, like that's just who you are. It's in your DNA. And I do get that from my dad, which you and I also spoke about. Um, I don't know another way to be because that's just who I am. So for me, it's just a continuation. 
Yeah. So let's let's back up and give folks a little bit of your story. So you are a business development manager, right? You've been in the automotive in- industry for how long? A mere a mere thirty five years, and I've been. I was twelve when I started. Just kidding. And I <laughs> I've been at my current company for twenty two. So I'm what's called a BDC manager, which is a, a very niche position. I love my job. Um, and it's exciting and I manage people, which I love and I manage processes and I drive business for the dealership and drive profit, which is very exciting. Um, and I've learned a lot of things that I never would have learned had I not been there, particularly with this company. I was blessed to have the most incredible mentor in the gentleman that was the owner. He passed away last year from old age. Uh, he was 93. Talk about a brilliant Mm -hmm. life, but He was my best friend, my mentor, my angel. We just also, same mindset. Didn't matter that there was this huge span of of years of difference of being on the planet, just a like-minded soul. Um, So I love my job, but I have always had a huge passion for fitness. I've always been athletic my entire life. And I did have the pleasure and pain of owning a boxing gym in 2008, 2009, which was my dream Mm. come true. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, the universe didn't see that it was the right time for that to happen. I, like so many other people, fell prey to the recession of that time. Yeah, timing. I can never look back and say, I, I I didn't try, right? I tried, I loved it, it was great. It was very painful to lose it when I did, but I, I could not hold on anymore and, and blow through any money. Unfortunately, uh, it was a side endeavor as well. I was still working my regular job. So, um, but I, I've always continued to have this tremendous passion. I did teach group fitness classes. I did do a little personal training for a short period of time. I taught boxing classes. Um, and then I've just been a happy participant at many gyms and many fitness events. And of course I'm, Generally the oldest one there. I'm sort of the reigning queen of Miami at all of these things, which is fine. Um, Love it. And Let's tell, do you mind tell, telling people how old you are, right? And so I am 60 years young and my mantra is 60, so what? Because mm-hmm. as I said, I just keep doing me. So I really don't stop and think about it. And due to the wonders of the experience of the years and being self-aware enough and intelligent enough to get the wisdom, right? Because if your mind's open to it, you get a lot of the wisdom that the universe teaches you through your journey. Uh, it, you know, I, I think I'm better now than I ever was. Uh, and we can talk about that after. But um, so this particular endeavor started germinating in my mind when I was 58. I began to be cognizant of these ridiculous commercials that we have here in South Florida for over 55 communities. So mind you, I'm 58 and I'm looking at these advertisements for these communities. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Very nice. Like, it's great. If you're that person that can retire at that time in your life and you want that more sedate lifestyle, that's fantastic, more power to you. But I looked and I see people having a leisurely stroll or playing doubles tennis or a nice round of golf. And I said, wait, where are the people like me in beast mode in the boxing gym, crushing it, doing crazy hit classes? Why am I not represented? And I realized that there was a huge disconnect there when it came to marketing in general. And then it struck me that all these big brands whose products I buy on a regular basis, when I looked at the women that they were using in their ads, I then realized that there was an even bigger disconnect because they, I wasn't represented. I'm looking at people that are in their 20s. I can call them, I, because I, I'm a science fiction fan too, I call them mutants because, you know, they're 10 feet tall with legs <laughs> up to my forehead. Right. I mean, how many people really look like that? It's only a certain percentage of people that are these type of models. And I said, where's the everyday woman? Where is she? Where is the woman in midlife? Women in midlife and beyond invisible in in advertising for the most part. 
unless they're yelling, I'm falling and I can't get up other than that. Right. Or we're diseased and we need medications from all the big farm companies, right? Mm -hmm. All all the pharmaceutical companies are pushing. And then we would see people that looked like us again, not living my lifestyle. And, and I, I am cognizant of the fact that I am unusual uh, that, you know, not everybody's in beast mode, but there are loads of people that are super active and, you know, Again, Jack is one of them. So, you know, there are many, many women that I meet along this journey that are a- active as well. So it started, it started an idea in my mind and I was a member of a particular boxing gym and I ran this idea past the owner. And I said, what if we do a video and we put it on Instagram and let's see what, how people receive this and let's see what the ROI is. Let's see if it draws in a different demographic to the gym. He he had a client that was a, a, a wonderful videographer, so it wasn't such a big deal. We did this video and we crushed it. It was my first time sort of acting, but not really acting because I was just doing me. And it was phenomenal. And there were actual metrics that showed all of a sudden, there was a different demographic. Where did that come from? The 20-year-olds that I was boxing next to showed it to their mothers and fathers, and their parents were like, oh, wait, I can go to that gym too? Like, it was, it was this, oh, I can do that? I'm allowed to be there? And so that was really the beginning. That and is I started, fantastic. So they it, showed it, it on their social media feed? That's correct. That's correct. And, you know, there were analytics to show that, you know, there was, I mean, it's not going to say it was a huge uptick in membership of our demographic, but it was more than they had before. Mm -hmm. So that started my journey. And then I started looking around in the midlife space. I didn't know there was a midlife space, but I started looking around and I'm very logical. So I went through a process of looking at different things. And then I come across people like you, right? I mean, who knew podcasts and digital platforms and print magazines and all these things that I'm like, wow, there's a whole universe out there. People just like me. It's bubbling up. It's It's starting to happen because when I started looking at doing the podcast, I really didn't find that much out there. And as just within the past year, I have started, well, first of all, I found podcasts that I had missed um, that I I just didn't find uh, through my search methods. And I started to realize, wow, there's a lot of people who want to talk about this. This is, and and it just so fills my heart. It's so exciting. And it's global. I am published each month in a wonderful digital magazine, Fab Mag 40, which is in the UK. And, you know, who knew, right? In, in the UK, there's two women that own this, this platform and this magazine. They're wonderful. They are a hoot and a holler. And who knew? So, you know, I'm published globally in, in the UK. And then I ran across another one in Australia like this is truly a global movement so you know then obviously time goes on and and i'm becoming way more involved with a lot of different women's platforms and and magazines and podcasts like this and then i was on a search for a social media agent because i i knew that when i met the person the vibe would be there instantaneously and it took me a year And as it happened, she happened to have been the social media agent of the gym I'm now a member of that I love, Tap Out Fitness Miami. And Francesca Perini of Stellar Media Agency was their social media agent. And it was just love at first sight. I said, you are my woman. That's it. You're who I've been searching for because I had interviewed so many people. And she had just left a big agency to start her own boutique firm. So the timing was impeccable. And we've grown together. She's amazing. And she has brought out whole other parts of me that obviously were hidden. I just was too frightened to let them out in such a public Ooh, way. Tell me more. Be- tell me more about that. What are, what are those things that, that frightened you that you had to step into? So, and I wrote an article about this. It's on my website, gailgensler.com, about perfection. Mm. 
So even before the advent of social media, right, there was, you know, traditional magazines and commercials on television, and we'd see these beautiful models. And, you know, you, we, we as women particularly have always had a warped sense of what we're supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And of course, that still exists. Sexism still exists. I just had this discussion last night with somebody. I said, so it's okay for Daniel Craig, who's no youngster, to still be James Bond, but only Gal Gadot, stunning though she is, who's what, 30? She's Wonder Woman. Why am I not Wonder Woman? Why not? Why? Mm -hmm. That makes Mm -hmm. no sense. Right. So, you know, we're always chasing that whatever perfection is supposed to look like to each individual because we all have our own vision of what that means. Um, But, you know, at the beginning, I thought I have to be perfect. You know, people are looking at me and I have to be perfect. And Francesca helped me realize it's better to be imperfectly perfect because Mm. that's way more relatable. And so now she laughs at me because when I do these commercials, you know, when these 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 modeling gigs and these commercials where I'm a spokesperson, it's like I'm kind of a one and done because thanks again to my dad, which, by the way, today would have been his 95th birthday. So happy birthday, dad, wherever you are. But uh, he was the consummate salesperson, a great public speaker. And I I. I inherited all those wonderful things in my DNA from him, but I always thought it had to be perfect. And I learned, no, it doesn't, because that's not relatable. And that really drove the point home is that now, as I said before, when I'm looking at ads and there are these you know, perfect 20 year olds, I can't relate to that. Whereas I can relate to seeing somebody, let's say like Sharon Stone, Beautiful woman, but she's our contemporary. And well, she should look our contemporary. I don't want to look 20. I want to be the best looking version of what 60 means to me. And mm-hmm. I'm more vain than, than most. And I'm, I, should I be asked, I'll happily tell you all the things I do. Mm-hmm. I have no compunction about telling you, you know, what I do with the dermatologist or whatever. It's fine. It may not be for you. It doesn't have to be. But whatever that, so I, I was able with Francesca's coaching and help to get out of that. Oh, I have to be perfect. I have to sound perfect. I have to look perfect. No, I can be sweaty and I can be a mess on boxing for goodness sake. I don't have to look perfect. Right. Right. Well, there's things like that. Massive power in that massive, massive power in letting go of perfection. It's liberating. It's it a is. freedom. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm a recovering perfectionist for sure. And I have. <laughs> had to learn so much, especially in the past year, that done is better than perfect, that my imperfections are just going to make me more relatable to whoever relates to me. And if they don't relate to me, then they're not my people. Right. I mean, Winston Churchill had a quote about, you know, progress and perfection. Right. So, you know, that theme has been going on for a very long time. But of course, when you're an overachiever, which you are clearly and I am clearly, we have a tendency to think that everything has to be perfect. But again, it it doesn't have to be. And you just move forward with what you want to do. Um, But all of these lessons that you learned throughout the course of your life, right, they mold you into who you are today. So I'm grateful for this journey and these revelations about who I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to do, because I've always been a little bit of a bit of a rebel. I never fit into a particular mold, nor did I ever want to. And I certainly don't want to now. And it is kind of incredible, Yvonne, that in this age of inclusivity, right, there's a lot with inclusivity. There's body type inclusivity, there's race, there's gender, there's, you know, backgrounds, right? All based on, be they political events that have happened or, you know, just world events that have happened. But the one that still remains not addressed is ageism. It's just not deemed important enough. And that's why putting all of our voices together in unison is so imperative and obviously more powerful. The more people that you have moving the message, the more powerful it becomes and and people eventually will have to listen. We may not succeed 
in the next decade or so, but we have paved the way for the younger generations to live our legacy. You know, I've written a, an article about the legacy I want to leave behind. And that's okay. I want to leave that legacy, even if I can't 100% accomplish my mission. Doesn't have to be 100% because it doesn't have to be perfect. But I'm going to be that woman on the billboard. I'm going to be the face of that big brand. I'm going to be that woman that breaks it to a degree within my niche, right? The, the, the area that I, I'm not going to change the world globally, but within my niche, there I will be showing fitness clothes to people like you who say, well, she's, she's just an everyday woman who's, you know, extraordinary in, in her perseverance, her diligence, her discipline. But okay, I could look like that too, if I so wanted to. And I can do those things too. And I can buy that outfit and, and, and look like her because she's not, she's not perfect. She's not 10 feet tall. Um, you know, and, and it's important to leave that legacy behind for my daughter. Yeah. And all the women of her generation, she's 25 now, she turned 25 last month, that they know that their voices need to be heard throughout the course of their lives. Um, you know, the, the other times that I knew that this was happening um, at these different fitness events that I attend, which I alluded to the fact that I'm always the oldest one there. So many times afterwards, you know, everybody sits and chit chats after the class. So happy, you know, the endorphins are, are raging and everybody's so happy and, and, and talking. And so many younger people would come up to me and say, I don't know who you are. You didn't teach the class, but I was watching you. I wasn't watching the teacher. So I don't know who you are, but thanks. You were such an inspiration. It and gives them something to live into, Gail, right? And that that's what I'm hoping is that we can change, hopefully we can change the narrative. There's this whole narrative around aging that, you know, you, you grow up, you leave home, you maybe go to college, you get your job. Yeah, maybe you have kids or you don't, but you put all your time into your career maybe. And then you retire and you get old and infirm and you die. And, and that's like the story around aging. And I'm thinking, why does it have to be that way? What if the story, what if the story became different? What if our kids behind us, what if people, the, the younger generations started to look at aging and started visualizing the possibilities of what's, what they could do in their older age that goes beyond retirement? that goes into some sense of excitement. hundred percent. So that, and that's why we're talking because that's exactly what my whole platform is based around changing the narrative about aging through fitness and embracing a healthy lifestyle to inspire younger generations, to not fear the years and to motivate my peers and to say, All right, you don't have to box like I do or do crazy hit classes, but just move your body. Do something to be healthy, respect your body and eat properly, eat well so that you fuel your body, you can keep your body moving, you give it the nutrients that it needs, you don't need to be infirm, you don't need to take medicine because you become sick because you've allowed your body uh, to not not function at its optimal level, have a good skincare regime, have a good supplement routine, eat well, exercise, get your sleep. These are basic, you know, they're fundamentals of my life. They're the pillars of my life that I live my life by. And I hope to inspire other people, my contemporary. You know, again, if you want to at this age, retire and sort of take a step back and slow down a little bit. That's great. But if you're like me, I'm like, I'm just getting started. There's so much more that I want to accomplish. And so if you feel that way, join me on the journey. Do you, but join me on the overall journey of changing this narrative about what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like. It doesn't have to be a prescribed scripted way. There's not a reason. Hallelujah. What I'm curious, first of all, uh, the, the, the cojones for, for you to go to the gym um, owner or manager and, and, and the, with, the, with your proposal, 
did you have any nerves for that conversation? Were you just like, boom, I'm going to do this? What did you mull that idea over for a long time before you did it? Or was it just like, snap, I'm going to ask this question? Okay. Again, I'm a natural born salesperson and I have absolutely zero hesitancy in asking for what I want, because if you don't ask, you don't get. And the worst thing that could have ever happened is that he said no. And then, so, so what? So what? You, I always ask. I, I am very direct. I'm very authentic. I go after what I want. Always, obviously, bearing in mind to do it with kindness and doing it with good intentions and to making sure that it's beneficial to the people around me, which, by the way, that was another incredible thing that happened to me on this journey was recognizing the power of female collaboration, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody joining together, asking for what we want, doing what we want, regardless. Um, But, you know, that's, again, thanks to my dad, uh, that's just in my DNA. No, I'm never fearful. I'm actually working on a huge project right now. And no, I'm not fearful. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask because I've been bringing a lot of people along with me on my journey and helping them to be as successful as they can possibly be. And so there's nothing wrong in asking uh, for them to come along on my journey to help me be as successful as I can be too. It's a reciprocal situation. So as long as it's always reciprocal, it's give and take, it's done with love, it's done with great intentions that we should all achieve success and make money, obviously. Um, Why not? Why not? Is there anything that you wish you had known when you started down this path? Or do you feel like it just, I don't know, I'll leave it there. Yeah, well, I mean, I originally thought I wanted to be an influencer because that's all I knew of, right? And I took a lot of courses and I I watched a lot and I read a lot. And and then I realized shortly into the journey that, and this is only my opinion, you know, I found the whole influencer space very disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I understand why, and it's fine. It's fine, you know, So when COVID really hit and everything shut down, I took that as a sign from the universe that it was my time to step in precisely in March of 2020, because all those influencers that had occupied the space who were getting all these wonderful benefits of travel and clothes and products and dining and all these great things for nothing, Um, they were out of jobs because nothing was happening in the universe. So I thought, okay, gale time, show time. So I entered into the space full force ahead. And I said, now that everybody's home, not knowing what to do, I'm going to scream real loud so that I get noticed. And that's, that's what I did. It was a strategic move. So I, you know, again, because we all want things to happen faster than they would normally happen, you know, do I want to achieve my, my long-term goals in a, in a more expeditious fashion? Of course I do. But the logical part of me knows that that that's not realistic. Um, no, I mean, you know, it, it, it originally going into the influencer space and then realizing it was more authentic for me and more aligned with who I am as a human being to be a brand ambassador, which is a different state of being than being just an influencer. Uh, that was more aligned with who I am. So that's what is the difference. Can you explain the difference to me between a brand ambassador and an influencer? For me, and I'm only telling it to you from my perspective. It's not the Webster's definition of of what it is, but, you know, influencers become popular because something goes viral and they be, they become popular for whatever the reason it doesn't specifically have to do with a particular platform or a particular brand. Um, I personally feel very disingenuous when I'm approached to sell things that I would never use or represent things that I would never use, have no relevancy in my life. 
So I can't sell sleep pillows one night that are supposed to be good for your neck. And the next night be talking about wine and the next night be talking about food delivery and so on and so on. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel genuine to who I am. That is another thing, you know, that is so a mission important. driven. It's a mission driven purpose that you have. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to steal that from you. It's a mission driven <laughs> purpose. I'm stealing that. Um, so for me as a brand ambassador, I have sought out brands that are aligned with who I am, what my lifestyle is. And of course, then brands approach me. And if that works, if I feel comfortable with it, yes, I will represent them. Um, but I really work towards the, their success on a fundamental level. So for example, um, you know, again, competencies I didn't know I had. Somebody asked me at the very beginning of my journey, oh, do you write? Are you a blogger? I said, of course I am. Never written a thing before in my life. <laughs> so what? You know, <laughs> so what? So I became a blogger. I lived into, I manifested it and lived into what I knew what my competencies really were inherently. And I, I just, I lived into it. Um, I have become an event producer, who knew? It's not something I ever sought to do, but I live in an incredible place, the Icon Brickle in Miami. We have a, a 1900 unit community with an award-winning pool of the W Hotel on the property. And we, when I first moved here, bought my home here uh, 10 years ago, we had great parties. And over time that diminished for one reason or another, obviously COVID put an end to everything. And I then made it my mission to give back to my communities to resuscitate these parties, if you will, poolside, but to give it the Gale Gensler slant, which of course is fitness and fashion. And so I do these pop-up fitness and fashion events with a gentleman who is the closest thing that we have to a local celebrity trainer. His name is Tony Thomas of Beat the Gym and Tony Thomas Sports. And all the brands that I really work with closely uh, that I represent, I invited them to do pop-ups poolside so that they can show everybody these gorgeous fitness clothes. So Live Miami, uh, which is a Brazilian brand, Live Official, they're always there. Uh, Rotan Vibes Boutique, who the most beautiful, colorful clothing that nobody can believe that Miss New York City over here, uh, who's always in black, uh, actually is wearing color. So they're there. Chaco Fit, which is a very small, uh, and these are all female-based businesses, by the way. A chocolate nice. fit is, is keto desserts because I'm on a keto intermittent fasting program and she creates the most delicious desserts. I have her there. So I have the people that are near and dear to me, clientele, skincare and beauty. So I have my brands that I am the face of and that I align myself with and work hard for their success with me at these events as well as now we've opened up capsule collections in the spa at the Icon Brickle. So now my community can shop Rotan Vibes Boutique right here. They can shop Live Miami right here. They can shop Choco Fit right here. They can shop Clientele Beauty and Skincare right here. You are unbelievable, Gail. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's so much fun. I am having a blast. I am having the time of my I life. Can tell. And to, to bring people along with me, Yvonne, and to see how happy they are and the su extra success, because they're all successful, but the extra success that I'm bringing to their universe is amazing. It's, it's an amazing feeling. So you've learned about yourself that you're now, that you can produce events, that you can, you're a blogger, you write. What else have you learned about yourself on this, on this journey? Again, that it's not about perfection. Mm -hmm. um, I've obviously had to also do some, uh, so a shout out to all the other single women out there in midlife. I've had to do some real deep introspective thinking about being single at this time. I've been, I'm divorced. And so, you know, being single in midlife, and I wrote another article, you know, what it means to be single at 60. Uh, so, you know, I've had to do a lot of, of deep thinking about what that means and what that could mean if I remain single uh, for the rest of my life. 
So those are some other things that I've learned about along the journey. Um, and, and, you know, just to articulate all the things that are so important to me, you know, why a gym, going to a gym is so important, the sense of community that I derive from being in a gym and seeing the same people all the time and the trainers that I, I've been boxing with for years and doing hit classes with for years and you know, being known in this fitness community because a huge fitness community here in Miami. So going to all these great events where, you know, I see the same faces and I know the those event producers and they know I'm going to be there to support them and crush it and kick butt. So, you know, these this sense of community, I realized what that really means to me. Um, why do I love boxing? A little light bulb went off. I, I read an article once and it it spoke about Go back to your childhood. So like, for example, what sports did you do, if any, when you were young? Are you asking me that question? I am. I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm turning the tables on you. I mean, I'm interviewing you now. I, I'm going to, you're going to laugh. Um, I played on the golf team in, call, in high school. Okay. Um, and my, my mom actually just reminded me when we were out West that I actually did have uh, an offer for a golf scholarship, which I ended up not taking. And I, um, I went into theater. Uh, at a different college. Um, so, you know, I was never into team sports necessarily. I, uh, I played tennis for a little bit. I was terrible at it. Um, it just, just didn't have the upper body strength and, and just, it wasn't my sport. Uh, played a little bit of softball growing up, but yeah, I was a golfer. I'm not, okay. I'm not a beast. I'm not a beast like you. No, now, no, 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 that's fine. So, so yeah. here, so here, here's the commonality, right? Okay. So the two things that you mentioned softball, which I was terrible at and golf, terrible. which I'm terrible at is a very specific, they're very specific modalities of hand-eye coordination in a very specific way. It's, you know, hitting a golf ball and being able to actually hit a, a, a taking a bat with a ball is completely different than the upper body strength needed for boxing. So I would look at you and say, OK, well, golf, you could do now, obviously. But, mm -hmm. you know, what would those core competencies that you have translate into as a workout today? So yoga me, is my, my, my sweet spot. Now I love yoga and I walk, I walk a lot. I'm okay. not, I don't so like a lot of high stuff. impact. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I keep so my body moving, stuff. you know? So, right. So I, when I look back, I was on the varsity volleyball team. I was on the tennis team. I was a champion tetherball player, which yeah. it's all the same movements as boxing. So no uh -huh. great surprise that when I took my first boxing class for fitness in 1999, I like to say I was hooked. Right. And I, I knew it just that was it. I was done. I knew that was that was it. And I've never stopped. So, I mean, I've obviously added different modalities into the mix because I like to try everything. Some I like, some I can't bear at all. I'm a diva when it comes to my workouts because I don't have, you know, I don't have all day to play. If I had all day to play, I'd be doing this, I'd be doing that, I'd be doing that, but I don't. I have an hour each day to devote to my workouts and I want it to be something that really resonates with me that I derive huge joy from. And that's what boxing or, or hit classes do for me. Yeah. So, but the article really like was that light bulb. So I never really made the connection of why I love boxing so much. And so that was a revelation that came to me yeah. in the last few years. Too. There you go. There you go. And I will say my other, my other favorite new activity is stand up paddle boarding. Ah, well, I love it. I That's love awesome. it. Makes me That's so awesome. happy. As Very minute I hit that water, it's just, you know, the, the stress goes away and there's a little bit of challenge. It's like trying to stay up on that board. I do it in the sound. So there's little, there's choppy days, you know, and uh, it's great. Well, you know what the best part of this is, right? So as an adult, you know, when you're a kid um, and there never was this phrase when I was growing up, you live intentionally, right? You're, you're doing the whole intentional living thing as a kid because your mind doesn't have this parade of thoughts that we have as an adult. You have so many responsibilities and so many things we're thinking about that it is very hard to really be intentional in that moment as an adult. 
Mm. As a kid, you just do it. You don't think about it. You play, you won, you go to the playground, you do this. You do, you're not thinking about it. It's just who you are because you have no, nothing else to think about. What a joyful right, time, like no responsibilities. I never but really thought about that, me. Gail. That's, that's, uh, yeah, you've kind of, I kind of feel like my mind just it blew the top of my head off just now. Yeah. So there we go. So it sounds to me like with the paddle boarding, particularly because your face lit up, I saw shining eyes and I'm going to recommend a, a video, a training film uh, for you to watch that has to do with so much of what we're talking about and really, it, really tremendous, tremendous film. Uh, I learned a lot from the various training films I've watched at work through my mentor, Mr. Esterman. He should rest in peace. Um, but, you know, your eyes were shining and your face lit up. And so I can just envision you on that where you are really intentionally in that moment and you're not thinking about your kids, you're not thinking about your husband, you're not thinking about your mortgage, you're not thinking about your job, you're not thinking about anything. And that is what Spot boxing on. does for me. Mm -hmm. When I am in the boxing gym, especially at Tap Out Fitness Miami, where I go now, it's such a sexy environment with the black lights and these great, you know, it's dark and this great lighting and it's 6 a.m. in the morning. And my my instructor, uh, I am Cami Adams, puts on the best EDM music ever. And I'm like in a club. I'm like, I'm back in my, you know, 20s and 30s in the club. And yet this is my version of being in the club. And it's just so joyful. And that's, I think, what everybody should strive for. Again, I know there are people that really hate working out. And so I understand that not everybody's going to feel the way I do. But if you look at your why, I call it, you know, finding your why. And there has to be a compelling why. And we touched on it before, which obviously has to do with respecting your body and wanting to live a long, healthy life. Because I know I don't ever want to be a burden to my daughter. I have mm -hmm. very, we just discussed this over, over the, the, the weekend. I have very good genes. My grandparents lived till 97 and 94 and my parents till 92 and 90. I said, Lauren, I'm going to be around a long time. <laughs> and she turned to her fiance and she said, Danny, I'm going to be around a long time. We have against <laughs> the genes. And so I want those to be healthy because all of the people I mentioned, my parents, my grandparents, they were very healthy till the end. And that's my aspiration to be mm -hmm. that healthy. So I'm going to put all the odds in my favor, all of them, because that's all I can do. I can't control the unforeseen, right? But if I right. put the odds in my favor, why wouldn't I? Yeah. And so it goes back to inspiring everybody. So even if, and, and, and you know, I've spoken to multiple people, like, I really don't like working out try and find something that you can at least endure because the why is more compelling than that hour of it's not my favorite thing on the planet to do. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I mean, do you ever, sometimes when I'm doing yoga um, or, or just stretching at night, I love, I love to stretch. I mean, just, just, and because it's that same feeling of that's all I'm thinking about is just, and I'm so in my body at that moment, you know, and I want that for everybody. I want everybody to have the connection of, of mind to body. And it's, I think the hardest thing is getting out of our own way to, to just get on the mat or go to the gym. It's that's the hurdle. And that if you can get yourself there and just find the thing that works for you, like my older son was never, um, he's 17 now, just last summer, he was like, I think I want to go to row, a rowing. I want to do this rowing thing. My friend, you know, his friend had said, you should come to the rowing club. He was never into sports. Um, you know, he, he's a boy scout, so he hikes, he does, he loves to, he loves to hike. He loves to do camping, different things like that. He is, um, he's physically able to do things. He just wasn't a team sports kid. So he never found anything that was right for him, but man, he started rowing and it, you can see it in him. It's so there's something I do. I, I firmly believe that there's something for everybody. You know, and but, like explore but, it, find it. But the but there, and this is yet another lesson I have learned, and this is a very hard pill for me to swallow. Not everybody cares. Yeah. So that was, that's really hard for me to wrap my head around that people just don't care. 
Okay. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that and be, you know, it's however you want to live your life. I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to convert you to something. I'm here to inspire you if you want to be inspired. If there, if you have an inkling of, yeah, I think I'd like to, then great. If you're like, I just don't care. I don't care what food I eat. I don't care if I work out. I don't care if I'm not fit. Okay. Okay. Maybe someday, somewhere along your journey, you might, and maybe you'll remember Gail Gensler at that point Mm -hmm. and say, wow, you know, she was onto something and it goes back to the legacy. So if I can plant a seed in enough people's heads to inspire them, it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. And I have to come to terms with the fact that it might never, but it's okay because it's their life. At the end, yeah. I walk away and I go, I have to be worried about myself, you know, <laughs> my life, myself, uh, my daughter also, not athletic, not athletic. But all of a sudden at 25, and I've tried, I pushed her to try this and this and this, and she fought me and she really wasn't interested. And all of a sudden, this past summer, she decided that she found somebody on uh, YouTube that inspires her. And she does her yoga and she does her Pilates and she does this woman's hip classes. And I'm like, bravo. Yes. And she loves it. And she looks forward to it. So, you know, for all my pushing and prodding, it didn't work. And she had to come into it when she was ready. That's true of anything, right? Anybody's got to find their own reason, the thing that drives Mm -hmm. them. Um, But hopefully, like you said, in the meantime, you can find some inspiration somewhere. And you are certainly that. Well, thank you. That's my that's my goal. I think it just is something I do organically. Uh, It just it's just all again, all tied up into the Jack Gensler in me and, you know, who I am and just a super positive outlook on life, because as far as I know, we have one journey and one journey only, and I don't want to miss anything. And I don't want to spend any more time than is necessary on anything negative, any drama, anything. I want to, I, like, like Cindy Lauper used to say, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Whatever my version of fun is at that particular time in my life, I just want to have fun. And right now, this is so much fun talking to you. And, and knowing that your audience is going to listen to this and, and have a giggle or two, that's fun for me. Me too. Me too. I have so much to learn from you, Gail. I am going to be watching and following you because I love that, that you have no fear, like that you just are like, oh, I'll go up and ask him. And, and you know, you're seeing the benefit for both of you on both sides when you do something like that. So much for me to learn in that. Um, I'm, I'm really genuinely very inspired by, by what you're doing and how you do things. So thank you for that. Are you excited about anything? What's go, what's going on for you right now? So, yeah, I mean, I'm working, I, I, I hesitate to talk about it right now, but, um, there is a, a woman out there who has a tremendous platform. Uh, her name is Jana short and she has a platform podcast, digital and print magazine called Best Holistic Life. And this will be my third contribution this this month uh, in her magazines. I've been on her podcast once. And I am speaking with her about aligning myself with her more closely and doing something really big and bringing my brands along with me. So stay tuned. I'm working really hard on it. And I know I'm going to do it, whether I, you know, whoever comes on the journey with me, that's great. And I'm going to do it because I keep on, yeah, I keep on circling back and, and something is drawing me to her and Mm. we have such a spectacular relationship. She is just a powerhouse. And I know that part of my destiny lies with Jana Short of Best Holistic Life. And uh, so be on the lookout 
for what that means in 2022. So it's a longer term goal, although that's not that far away. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that and I'm just gonna keep doing all the things I'm doing, you know, taking my brands along with me on the ride and showcasing them uh, with their beautiful clothes and, and great desserts and great skincare and supplements and, you know, finding new business partners along the way and just, uh, just keep sharing my journey with my social media team, Stellar Media Agency, and you know wh whoever else wants to jump along with me onto this wondrous, wonderful journey. So we'll see. The, one of the things that I think is super important, and I've always conducted myself this way, is to be open to the possibility of anything. Mm. So the training film, I'll end it with the training film that I was mentioning. It's called The Art of Possibility. Ooh. And it was uh, a book and a, a film by a gentleman whose name is Benjamin Zander. He is a conductor of the Junior Boston Philharmonic Orchestra. And his ex-wife, well, she was still his partner. Uh, she was a, uh, today we would call her a business coach. She was, a, whether she was a psychologist or whatever, or a life coach. But they, they did this film and everything is about possibility and talking about possibility being something to live into not something to live up to much like the perfection mm. conversation we were having so i've been heavily influenced by him and i actually had the most incredible experience of having dinner with him uh, again mr esterman the the owner of, of esterman international at your volkswagen where i work uh, we, we all had dinner together. Benjamin Zander was here in Miami for something and it was unbelievable. It was life altering. This man was the most charismatic man I've ever met in my life. So I would recommend it highly. It transcends time. It's not new. It's been around for a bunch of years. It's a good 15 years old, but wow. Uh, it, I can watch it over and over. I have it memorized. It's fantastic. Is it a and, link and, and that all, you can send me like, that I can include in I show will. notes for people? I will, but if you can Google it, the art of possibility, you can Great. probably find it on YouTube. And it's, you know, again, it, it, I love classical music as well. I love many genres of music, uh, not just EDM, but I love classical <laughs> too. And so it's all about, it's all enveloped in classical music and it, it's mind blowing. So I would recommend that highly, but it really resonated with all these things. And it, it gave me the ability to articulate a lot of the thoughts Thoughts, these parades of thoughts that were in my head and it gave me some clarity mm -hmm. to be able to have the conversations like we're having tonight. I love it. I can't wait to check it out. Thank you. Thanks for the, thanks for the, uh, the information on that. I'm, I'm so excited. Gail, thank you so much for, for your time today. I'm excited to see where you go with all this. I, I look forward to seeing you in Clubhouse or hearing you in Clubhouse again at some point soon. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I would encourage everybody uh, to check out my Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So that's Gail Gensler. Very simple. First and last name together. I'm also on Facebook, Gail Gensler. I'm also on LinkedIn, Gail Gensler. I reluctantly got pulled into ridiculous TikTok, uh, <laughs> Gail Gensler. And if you want to read the, their quick reads, the, the articles that I had alluded to earlier, everything is on gailgensler.com. You can see the brands I'm aligned with um, and some of the work that I've done, read the articles. There's a great video business card that my producer, Alex Aguiar, award, Emmy award-winning uh, video producer uh, that opens up on the page. Just watching what he did is incredible. Uh, so I would ask everybody to come visit my page and, and have some fun. And if anybody wants to have a conversation, I am happy to talk to you. I'm a Gail Gensler at Gmail. I mean, I'm happy to talk to anybody. I, I clearly, I like to talk. So, <laughs> and I love meeting new people. So I'm happy to talk about anything and uh, lend a little inspo. Thanks again, Gail. My pleasure. Well, there you have it. I'm so inspired by Gail's complete and total badassery. One of my big takeaways from our conversation is the idea that you need to ask for what you want, like Gail did when she approached the gym to suggest doing videos to attract an older clientele. What's the worst that can happen? They say no? 
So often, we let ourselves be stopped by the idea that someone will say no to us. I do it all the time. Here's the funny thing. When we stop ourselves without even trying or asking, we guarantee the no. I've been working hard to get over my fear of rejection in the past couple of years. You know, when I started the podcast, I was so afraid that no one would say yes to being a guest. And that has not proven to be the case. Most people say yes. I've had some people decline, but they've declined for their own reasons, having nothing at all to do with me or my value. And you know what I'm learning? That every time I stick my neck out, I get stronger and the fear gets weaker. I hope you'll walk away from today's conversation inspired to take a chance and get out and exercise or do something inappropriate for your age. And here's a bonus. When we start busting through our limitations, we give permission to other people to do the same. Feel the fear, do it anyway. That's my challenge to you and myself this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.